Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. But they're mostly just, yeah, 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 we're not going to do what you want to do. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C, say, Senor. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, on a Thursday, Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The big lie. What's the big lie? The big lie. That your favorite politicians are looking out for the little guy. That's the big lie. Okay. I mean, the government's shut down stupid, depending which way you swing. People have different opinions. But who's getting crushed? Waitresses and busboys. And, and, and you know, uh, low-wage airport inspectors and coast guardsmen and the rest of it. Those lying blowards were looking out for the little guy, we wouldn't be here. LB's. The big lie. Lie. You lie. Lying blowhards. That's what I'm saying. So the State of the Union is off now. That's correct. Yeah, the president uh, capitulated, uh, b- b- agreed to go along with Nancy. Is this a, a feint, a move? Is this judo using her own uh, weight against her? It's hard to say. Know, he may have seen enough pundits say the State of the Union is stupid anyway. He may have seen enough people say that. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, man, but he loves a crowd. Yeah. Uh, you know what I do every day? A little challenge. Mm. I get in the elevator. Is it the cinnamon challenge? I get in the elevator, yes. press a button, door close. Then I see if I can tuck in my shirt before the door opens when I get to the to our floor. Do are we undoing our pants in this scenario? Yes. Okay, that's the key. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. the high oh, risk, high oh, risk oh, maneuver. Yeah. If I can't yeah. get my shirt tucked in and belt done by the time yeah. the door opens, I've committed a sex crime for any woman who's standing outside the door. That's a good point. So there's a lot of pressure blue dot on register for life, <laughs> exactly. etc. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Register for life as a sex offender. You know, I love that. The key to that maneuver is you've got to go quickly. But not too quickly. No, you fumble. You fumble. You yeah. mess it up. Haste makes waste. It does. It really does. Yes. Yeah. It really puts the pressure on you. I love that idea. <laughs> Gets your blood flowing in the morning, does it? Yes, it does. Yeah. There, uh, let's introduce everybody <laughs> in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm great as always. Hey, um, one of my parents gave me, I got two bags of Goodwill items that I'm going to give to Goodwill, you know, clothes and shoes Excellent. and stuff. Way to share. Like, there you go. But, um, one of my parents gave me a bag, and it's got shoes in it, and I looked at the shoes, and they're really worn. They, you can tell they've been, like, sweat in or something like yeah. that. You mm. know, they've got the dark. Yeah. 
Do you guys give those type of shoes to really charities or obviously obviously sweated on shoes? I'd say no. Really nasty stuff. No, I chuck that. I own a number of used shoes that I've bought off of eBay off the years, but okay. usually they're lightly used. Not. Uh, I wasn't sure about used shoes. You know. Uh huh. Because I always used food. Because I always think of bowling shoes. You know, and they show people spraying stuff into those bowling shoes That's when you go bowling. So. You know, I just wasn't You're sure into about you. bowling shoes. shoes? Did you try to slip that by us? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, oh, a few times I've gone to the bowling. Oh, okay. Well, well, obviously, I, I think I see your point. And if, if indeed you have one, did you try to slip that by us? <laughs> we caught that. The bowling industry is a leader in recognizing that nobody wants anybody else's foot mung right. on their feet. And so, right. in no other arena of life has anybody ever seen that spray. <laughs> nobody owns it. Nobody right. knows what it is or where you would buy it. I or. was in shoe sales. We didn't have that. <laughs> what does it do to the environment? <laughs> yeah. What's in it? Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? There you go. <laughs> uh, doing very well. We have a new record-breaking uh, home price in the United States. I saw that. A $238 million apartment. Yeah, that's what shocked me as a as a as a rural guy who grew up a rural my whole life. The idea that the most expensive home in the world would be in a, an apartment building is surprising to me, but it is. Uh, paid for by a, a hedge fund uh, manager of some sort. I, who knew there was such money in shrubbery? But right. apparently, those hedges <laughs> you trim those up, you get a lot of money for doing that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it, let's see, what is it? A twenty four thousand square foot penthouse on Central Park South in New York City. Twenty four thousand square foot apartment. Great. God, so that's, it's, uh, it's, that's an office complex. It's on the uh, bottom end of looking at the long view of uh, Central Park. Is that like wow. the, like this floor of the radio complex? <laughs> it's four It's four stories of the building. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's four floors of the apartment complex yeah, is your apartment. That's enormous. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I have crazy. no concept of what square footage is. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, you, you, you might. I, I never did either until I owned a home, but yeah, it, that is insanely huge. Yeah. Um, there is Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'm doing uh, very well. I had a supermarket uh, chatty clerk exchange that I'm actually quite proud of. Buying my Chardonnay at the market. Clerk asked me, got any plans for today? Well, no, not really. What do you think I should do? <laughs> what do you like to do? Ah, this and that. Then he says, then that's what you ought to do. Oh wow. That's that was it. A philosopher. That was yeah. it. Manning the register. Some wisdom there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Got to the essence of life with that. See, some people gain energy from that sort of exchange. My son does. Right, right. It it, it it sends me into grief. Yeah, it's too I mean, bad. It, oh, it's a life suck. My wife would say they were nice. I'd be thinking, oh, get me to the car I need to sit down. I would have returned the purchases on the spot. <laughs> Here, take the Chardonnay back. <laughs> this is this is life saving medicine, but I'm giving it back to you because I will not do business with this store ever again. It's the simple difference between being an introvert or an extrovert, right? right. Whether or not it's a great experience or makes you less less alive, right? <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Thursday, January 24th, the year 2019, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here's the beginning of the show at Mark Nancy Pelosi. Or Nancy, as I call her. There you go. Wow, the old uh, crazy nickname thing seems to have bogged down a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's his trademark. Yeah, what was that? Here's Jim Sampson, or as I call him, Jim. What? What is that? <laughs> oh, good one, sir. Well, is it supposed to be funny, or I, I, mean, I don't know. Is it just know. supposed to show uh, you're close? 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, what are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Well, the State of the Union is on hold. Dueling votes on ending the shutdown could go into April. White House preparing for the worst. And bad times at BuzzFeed coming up. I heard the best argument I've heard yet for why the State, uh, State of the Union is important. Actually made me think about it for a second. I still think it's stupid, but useless. Uh, but important. It could be. Okay. Um, uh, how's mailbag look? Outstanding. Some excellent points made by the good folks in the audience. Observations. Personal experiences. Very good. Boy, the uh, air traffic controllers put out a statement yesterday yep. that was really a try to scare us that things are bad. Whether or not they're as bad as they claim, I don't know. But it was a heck of a statement. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Mr. X, who, who I know some, uh, an air traffic controller. Our sympathies are with you, my friend. Give you all that stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. a little business travel yesterday. We were in a couple of airports, saw no evidence whatsoever of uh, problems with TSA or anything. I mean, there was nothing at all uh, that you would have noticed, but there are some statements around the country, although I, I never know It's how kind of a weird those. time of day when we were traveling. Yeah, but but yeah. I, I just, I mean, we've been jerked around by these TSA stories many times over the years. Yeah, you remember when old, what's her name, Janet Napolitano lied about TSA problems. To put pressure on the Republicans. Where are the delays, Madam Secretary? I want to say Atlanta. I want to say uh, Chicago. She was just trying to name busy airports. Lying, lying, lying. So it's a known technique. Sure, and I've seen news reports. So here we are in Atlanta where the lines are very long. Well, okay. We we all know that at our local airport on a random Tuesday at 2 o'clock, you get there sometimes, and the line's ridiculously long, and everybody wonders why. Isn't Atlanta like the busiest airport in the country? It is. In the world. It is. In the world! But there are some uh, stories out there that uh, air traffic controllers are so stressed over not having money that they're flying planes into each other or about to or something. And I don't know. Well, they're up all night driving for Uber. Mm. They're fighting to keep their eyes open. Sons of guns. Mailbag. Oh, you well, know, you can email us. You, you, you can't lose fact of it. You say this over and over. The, the shutdown is stupid. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. Oh, yeah. So there's that. And it's even stupider than we've portrayed it. It dawned on me overnight. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But So you can have your very words read around the heard around the world. By emailing us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. So many good, funny, observant emails. We'll sprinkle them in throughout the show today, along with our texts as well. Freedom-loving quote of the day passed along by Ben the Libertarian from uh, uh, Daniel Webster, legendary American legislator. It may be my favorite freedom-loving quote of the day of all time. Good one. I like Daniel Webster. Which is uh, an amazing thing to say because I, I've collected these in my head and my heart throughout my entire life. This is what Daniel Webster said. Listen to this. I'm going to get this tattooed on me. Good intentions will always be pleaded for every assumption of authority. It's hardly too strong to say that the Constitution was made to guard the people against the dangers of good intentions. There are men in all ages who mean to govern well, but they mean to govern. 
They promise to be good masters, but they mean to be masters. That particular spirit. Hallelujah! Yeah, well, that's 150 years old. That particular spirit is dead by 90% of people. And I think that just comes with a uh, longevity of not being oppressed by your government. But that spirit is dead. Your founders knew it. We've forgotten the dangers that lurk outside the door. We don't believe they exist. Right. Right. We're just so lucky and smart that that the, the, the threats that have killed the hundreds of millions of people around the world just in the last century, they don't apply to us. I'm uncomfortable saying it out loud because I know people look at me like I'm a crazy person. You're one of those crazy right-wing weirdos who think the government thinks the government is out to get you. The government is out to get you, and even if they're not today, they will be in the future. Right. It always happens, always, with the following exceptions in history. None. What a great quote. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to post that, Hanson. I'll work with you during the important. And you should be taking notes, commercial break to come. Uh, I will work with Hanson to make sure we post that. There, and, and, and you ought to send it to everybody you know. There's a similar Daniel Webster screed that, you know, if I were Tim Sandifer, I'd have memorized, but I don't. That every school kid in America used to, to memorize. Mm. That has gone to history because we just don't think about that sort of stuff anymore. Well, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to read Daniel Webster quotes. Man, that was a winner. That was a winner. They mean to be... What was the uh, adjective? I've already forgotten it. Uh, of course, there it is. I know the lyrics. They promise to... to be good masters, but they mean to be masters. I know all the lyrics to several Leonard Skinner songs, right? for instance. I don't need to know that at all. Mm. Why don't I memorize something like that? I don't know. That's a good idea. Boy, that's that's hurtful. You just hurt me. <laughs> you just hurt me. Let's see. Uh, moving along. Joe from beautiful Dayton, Ohio. Guys, more note than a mailbag. I chose to read it anyway. I was surfing Amazon while listening to your show, and Jack mentioned that somebody lifted his pocket constitution. Mm. Damn CJers, constitution jackers. (laughs) Uh, Granted, we can read it on our phones, but that's a document I prefer on paper. You know, I do too, Joe from Dayton. So I've uh, anyway, uh, he has several copies of it. He said, so anyway, a 10-pack is on its way. So you can leave them around like I oh, do. Awesome. Cheap dollar store reading glasses should be there Monday. Awesome. And they call it Prime. <laughs> oh, dude. That's great. Yeah, I like to have the paper version, too. I mean, yes, I've got a couple of different constitutional apps, and you can look up all kinds of but it's just not the same thing. Then he says he's got a Twinsky that says they arrive before I get my Armstrong and Getty oven mitts. Mm. Joe, we've had shipping problems, all right? Don't yell at us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, though, very much, both for the note and the gift. It's the government shutdown that's really held up the oven mitts. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this is entirely visual, and only an idiot would include it on a radio show, but uh, somebody has gone to the trouble of Photoshopping. Between the plucky young Covington High School student in the MAGA hat and the ancient stolen valor kind of a lunatic Indian activist guy, um, he's, uh, they photoshopped in uh, Kendall Jenner offering a Pepsi. <laughs> Which would have been good. Solve everything. If you remember that ridiculous commercial. Uh, let's see. Hey, all right. Here you go. Here's a little even handedness. Uh, Tim writes um, On the topic of uh, Mitch McConnell, a.k.a. the cartoon turtle, a.k.a. Dr. No, he has no basis to complain about the recalcitrant Dems having stymied Obama at every turn. Merrick Garland, anyone? Payback's a biatch, Mitch. 
And it's crap like that, the shutdown, the inability to even pay lip service to the national debt that makes us dislike politicians so much. I do wish uh, I wish people on on my side of politics would recognize that when your side plays one of these stunts, the other side's going to do too. Whether they're executive orders or canceling uh, State of the Union addresses or whatever. Nuclear options. Yeah, yeah. the other side is going to be in power at some point, and then they're going to do it. And then, and so where does that leave us? Yep. Uh, speaking of, as we were seconds ago, the uh, the standoff there at the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, Tracy's gone to the the trouble of watching um, a ton of it because there's 90 minutes of video, and he's talking about the the uh, black Israelite lunatics. The first few seconds, they're yelling at the Native Americans that they'll go to hell for worshiping false gods and totem poles in the sun. Wow. A woman shortly after that engages conversation and a few minutes is dismissed as being a troublemaking woman and should go get her man to get her in line. A couple of black men approach the black Israelites and they are berated as, by the screamers as being Uncle Tomahawks and dumbass ends. When the attention then turned to the school kids, the rants were racist, as in white cracker and all the other horrible epithets. Um, and then went to actual threats. I will, and I'm quoting folks, excuse me, I will stomp your ass. So, these people openly screaming epithets at Native Americans, women, homosexuals, African Americans, and then children. None of this is mentioned by your brave defenders in the mainstream media. Unreal. But they didn't like this young lad's smile. And so said he ought to be punched in the face and outed and the rest of it. I hate the media. I don't hate anybody. And I hate the media. See, I got the words to this song memorized. I don't have any Daniel Webster memorized. Why would I do that? I'm living here in a glass house. I'll cast no stones. I gotta set Daniel Webster to music with a slide guitar. The contest for ages has been to rescue liberty from the grasp of executive power. Daniel Webster. Good one. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What are you gonna do? That's what I say. What are you gonna do? You gotta remember that life is not government. Government is not life. Don't you know? Follow it, but don't be obsessed with it. I don't have any problem with that. I don't think. All right. Um, how are air traffic controllers non-essential? What are they non-essential? Oh no, they're essential. I think. Right. So, so they gotta go to work. So then, why are they so stressed out? I don't know because they're not getting any money. Yeah, because they're not getting yeah. any money, and so they got to drive for Uber right. to buy groceries. Right. So you have to go to work, but you don't get paid. Right. That's the deal with the essential personnel during the shutdown. Oh, okay. Um, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump postponing the State of the Union until the partial government shutdown ends, yielding after a week-long showdown with the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Trump conceding last night after Pelosi told him he wouldn't be allowed to give the speech in the House, as it is traditionally done, until the government reopens. Trump tweeting last night, I will do the address when the shutdown is over. I'm not looking for an alternative venue for the SOTU address because there is no venue that can compete with the history, tradition, and importance of the House chamber. I look forward... How about the Parthenon? You could go to ancient Greece. No? Okay. Trump going on to conclude... Roman Coliseum. (laughs) And wear a toga. That'd be cool. 
Trump going on to conclude, I look forward to giving a great State of the Union address in the near future. Now, earlier in the day, the president was saying, Nancy Pelosi, or Nancy as I call her, she doesn't want to hear the truth, and she doesn't want to hear, more importantly, the American people hear the truth. So uh, we just found out that she's canceled it, and I think that's a great blotch on the incredible country that we all love. It's a great, great, horrible mark. I don't believe it's ever happened before, and it's always good to be part of history, but this is a very negative part of history. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm of two minds of this, as I have been from the beginning. The State of the Union dress is completely useless. It's overdone. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. It's a pageant. Right. Um, on the other hand, shutting it down for this reason is ridiculous. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, it's hard to come up with the right metaphor, but if there's something you do with your family that everybody's a little tired of and, and you're not sure why you do it, and, and some guy kicks down your door and slaps, say, the glass out of your hand and says, you're not doing that anymore, and barges back out into the right. night, you'd be angry. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to decide. See, I heard somebody make this argument yesterday, and I hadn't looked at it this way. Is this a projection to the world once a year that for everything you've read in the papers and seen on TV about the United States yelling at each other, not getting along, here we are all in a room standing up and cheering the president of the United States when he walks in and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. We are still a united country. Is is there some power there? Uh, Yes, absolutely there is. The fact that we have peacefully transferred power, with a a brief uh, exception in the 1860s, Uh, every single election since the 1700s is a shining example to the world. See, they they can't do it in Venezuela, for instance. Right. Most countries can't do it for very long. Um, uh, Have many people, we discussed this briefly and then it went away, is there any chance... Nancy's doing this because she doesn't think she can get Nancy, or as you call her, as I call Nancy. her, Ms. Pelosi. <laughs> yes. uh, maybe, maybe she thinks there's a giant chunk of her crowd that wouldn't stand up and cheer the president. In fact, they boo when he walked in, right. and that would be a new thing. And she doesn't want to deal with that. Does that play a role? It's possible. She's savvy. Competing bills in the Senate and the partial government shutdown are likely to fail today. Republicans offer to end the uh, 34-day shutdown with $5.7 billion for President Trump's border wall and a revamping of immigration laws. Democrats offering to open agency doors for three weeks while bargainers seek a budget accord. You know, if I'm Mitch McConnell, I'd say, oh, well, I don't want to. You do a better Mitch McConnell than I do, but... I'd shout across the aisle at old, uh, this is a minority, li- oh, uh, Schumer, Schumer, what am I thinking? I'd say, uh, Chuck, Chuck, hey, why don't we not bother with these two bills that are going to fail and move on to the one that's a compromise? But for whatever reason, the, right. the two bills that have no chance are seen as a major step forward. I guess so you can tell tell the your voters, your base, that we tried. It seems so dumb to me. It's so dumb. Meanwhile, you've got a joint statement issued by the air traffic controllers, the pilots, and flight attendants unions warning about the potential danger being caused by the shutdown. In it, they said, in our risk-averse society, we cannot even calculate the level of risk currently at play nor predict the point at which the entire system will break. 
Those come from the people that are trying to keep our planes in the air. Keeping in mind that the commandant of the Coast Guard made a strong statement, was it yesterday? Yes. And the FBI Agents Association is saying, hey, we have no money for staff. We have no money for evidence collection. We have no money for our informants to make drug buys, to infiltrate organized crime. This is not cool. BuzzFeed just announcing it's going to be cutting its staff by nearly 15%. In a memo to the employees, the BuzzFeed CEO explained the layoffs that happened next week. They're eliminating another 250 positions. Did Donald Trump tell Michael Cohen he had to tell BuzzFeed that? (laughs) The reductions (laughs) will affect multiple departments, including the news division. That's according to sources familiar with the matter. And one last note. That's a good person to ask. What? Whenever whenever President Trump eventually gives a State of the Union address, late-night host Stephen Colbert thinks Cardi B should give the rebuttal. <laughs> yes. So Colbert has started a petition to have her give the Democratic response. Trump! 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 <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here, I'm Strong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Uh, quite a bit of polling out on the whole wall shut down, who's to blame, each side, how it's moved over recent time. I don't know if I have the stomach for it. Maybe at some point I can deal with that. I don't know. Yeah, let's work our way up to that. <laughs> Good gosh. So more information coming out on the tribal elder in the viral standoff video. Okay. Who's being treated universally with kid gloves and is a paragon of goodness and understanding how could he possibly be part of the problem? Savannah Guthrie Today Show getting a fair amount of attention for her interview with the main kid from the video. The kid's standing in front of the uh, the Indian gentleman. Young Nick. And um, we'll play a little portion of that, her questioning, see if you think it was fantastic or not. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. We were on a flight last night in a fairly empty plane, and they actually spread Joe and I apart to redistribute weight. We've gained so much weight. That's, I think that's what that's happened. That's one interpretation? Honest to God, before we took off, they made people move around the plane to redistribute the weight, and I think it was. I think it, they were looking at us. It was a big plane, too. I didn't notice the, the model because I was so sleepy, but... Um, Sir, you've really let yourself go. you got to sit in the middle of the Whoa, plane. dude, you need to move to the back. Yeah, They actually said we need nine people to move to aisles 11 through 22 To or balance whatever. the weight. I'd never right. had that happen There's before. a big plane, too. Hmm. But it just goes to show it's not about weight, it's about balance. Because so, I would think, uh, you know, all jokes aside, that wouldn't be that much weight well, on a plane that well, big. Well, what I was going to say, like, if, so if I say, oh my gosh, look at that moon, and everybody runs over to my window, does a plane tip over and fall out of the sky? <laughs> No, you just do barrel rolls, and depending on how good I the believe. pilot is, he can he can save it. I believe so. I, my aeronautics training is uh, cursory at best, but I believe, yes, it does uh, fall over upside down out of the sky. <laughs> so, um, I don't know the names of these kids involved in that video in Washington, D.C. I don't think and anybody I don't, should. No, They're kids. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to memorize them. I'm not going to look them up. I'm not going to say their names. We shouldn't know the names of children. And I also don't know who's advising these kids 
who, no, no fault of their own, got sucked into this weird maelstrom of modern media and hate and division and the world of Trump and everything else. Outrage society. Outrage culture. Yeah, outrage culture. Who's advising these kids to continue to go on talk shows and put your face out there and have to answer questions as a 15-year-old? The one who went on the Today Show, he's got a PR firm working for him. Wow. Right. Well, yeah, I get it. It is a natural human impulse to say, I've been lied about and I have been slandered and I want to have my say. You're better off not. God, I, yeah, being in the business, if my kid's involved with this, no, we're not talking to nobody. Yes. It'll blow over in a week. In fact, it'll blow over really fast if you don't do any interviews. Right. And, and then uh, you can get back to your life and living it the way you see fit. And nobody right. will ever remember it. But, but anyway, as long as it is in yeah. the public eye, I'd, I'd sure like the truth to come out and not the just flaming, hate-filled media lies that have held the day. So the main kid that you've seen from all the videos, he was on the Today Show yesterday in Savannah Guthrie. Did an interview with him, and here's just a little montage of her questions. Feel from this experience that you owe anybody an apology? Do you see your own fault? We looked at that video and thought about how it felt from the, the other's perspective. In other words, there were a lot of you, a handful of the others. Do you think they might have felt? threatened by a bunch of young men kind of beating their chests. Do you think if you weren't wearing that hat, this might not have happened or it might have been different? There's something aggressive about standing there, standing your ground. Uh, there's something aggressive about you standing there. Um, uh, waiting think, for your school bus. Do you think the lunatics screaming you should die felt threatened by your presence? I mean, what? wow. I, wow. I it's, a, it's a strange wow. story. And then the interview, of course, with Nathan Phillips, the old uh, native uh, guy, uh, was, of course, fawning and soft and respectful and apologetic. Now, that's today, she, right? And, and And it is utterly indisputable that he was the guy who went in the kids' faces and was pounding the drum. But he gets the, we all admire you so much, treatment. And he gets the, don't you think it's a little aggressive to stand your ground? Oh, I hate the media so much. Oh. And then in the laziest and most ridiculous uh, form of media, uh, known to man, uh, the uh, various newspapers and websites are carrying the reaction on Twitter. And various angry people you've never heard of in your life who have 11 followers saying angry things, which is everybody's stupid is the stupid, stupid interviews. <laughs> man, I have a bad attitude today. Awesome. It turns out <laughs> this um, Nathan Phillips gent who has another uh, nom de guerre. At some, uh, I read it somewhere, but it doesn't matter. Um, he, uh, has claimed at various times in the past, and I quote, he's described himself as a recon ranger who served during the Vietnam times. Turns out he was in the Marine Reserves, which is uh, honorable service indeed. Sure. And, Absolutely. And no problem. No, no, I'm not belittling that. And he was a refrigerator technician. Somebody's got to do it. An anti-tank missileman, and 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 served in the the reserves in good standard and in, in good standing. I okay, and say. so like I don't know. Did he claim he was a Vietnam 
that, or did the well, media just said, run well, with it? Well, he has described himself as, quote, a recon ranger during the Vietnam times. That is a quote from Military Times. Okay. So he was a refridge ranger in the reserves in the 70s. In the United States. Yeah. Because he wasn't. Over. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, whatever. I think if you say that to people, you're trying to insinuate that you were in the S, as they say. Clearly he is. But, um, and he's a wackadoo, honestly. That's not to say I might agree with everything he has to say about Native American rights. Sure. The dude is not a paragon of anything. He's an old fella. I mean, no disrespect. I think he's probably harmless. But it's just, it's so naked. It's so obvious. It's so transparent that the media just fawns all over this guy. They ignore the black Israelite lunatics who were screeching anti-black rhetoric, anti-woman, anti-gay, anti-white people, anti-Catholic. It was like they had a checklist and they were going through it. The most repugnant of things shouted on the National Mall. Media completely ignores that. And then goes after this kid, even after all the facts in the video have come out, to show that that he was blameless, absolutely blameless, wearing a MAGA hat. There are a couple of kids amongst that crowd who shouted stupid, idiotic high school things during that 90 minutes. They're children. So have these black Israelites wackadoos ever hurt anybody? Or some, A lot of people have been comparing them to the Westboro Bas- Baptist Church, similar sort of thing. They just scream They're, uh, very similar, awful things at people. Right. Hard yeah. to understand what their goal is. Right. They're bizarros. They're, they're nuts. They just hate. Hmm. They're a hate group. So anyway, I, I, and I still see various people online um, who have not let go the narrative that the Catholic children are the bad guy here, and they're stretching in increasingly like U.S. gymnastic teams fashion, really, really amazing stretching to 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 hold on to that that view. You know, Tucker Carlson on Fox, as supported by Savannah Guthrie and numbskulls like her. Tucker Carlson on Fox is the only person I've heard point this out. Is that there were a number of Republicans that jumped on the bandwagon? Oh yeah, of denouncing these kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, right off the bat without having any information or paying attention to what they're doing, including the fact that these kids are from Kentucky. Their own senators, Mitch McConnell, maybe you've heard of them, and Rand Paul, two pretty powerful guys. It wasn't until yesterday that they made any statement on this. Mm. They were going to stay back. I'm not going to get involved in this till I'm sure I'm on the right side. They right. were willing, you know, so that, I thought that was a little weak. This is your own state. Somebody should have alerted you to what's going on. It's a big national story. Right. And you should have stepped in like Saturday. Yeah, and said stand something. up for the lads. Uh, you know, I'm going to put my outrage uh, down for a moment and and just point out to y'alls that even the was it the governor of Kentucky, the mayor of Covington, the uh, one of the leaders of the archdiocese, I think maybe the principal of the school, all of them got sucked in by the carefully edited and then framed video when the video was posted online and then retweeted many many times by russian troll sites um it was framed in such a way that it was as if they were telling you here's what's happening and then you see the video now without that here's what's happening you people probably wouldn't have leapt to the conclusions they did but anyway just posting that video with a little here's what's happening sucked in everybody I mean, lots of people who you wouldn't think would be super anxious to 
you know, condemn MAGA hat wearing teen lads. Yeah, how about the whole MAGA hat thing? Is so, it, so my point is obviously this is how easy it is to get sucked into this stuff, right? Um, Savannah Guthrie mentioning, you know, was it provocative to wear the MAGA hat? It is provocative to wear a MAGA hat, but you can't you can't not allow people to do it uh, for all kinds of obvious reasons. Well, yeah, that's that's a beautiful example. But if I if I wear one, it's I know it's going to provoke people. Sure. And like if I wore a MAGA hat to the mall, I would expect I'm going to either get some bad looks or maybe some people yell at me. Mm-hmm. So if I know I'm going to do that, well, what am I doing there? Trying to provoke people? Well, trying to stand up for free speech? What am I? What am I? It's a beautiful example of the heckler's veto. Yeah, yeah, the, it is. You can't do that. And UC Berkeley was the world capital of this for a while. Well, if you do what is clearly reasonable and within your rights a lot of people will get angry and violent so we can't let you do what is clearly reasonable and within your rights that's called the heckler's veto listen calling for civil rights in 1961 was provocative and we get the hell beat out of you it doesn't mean people shouldn't do it now is a maga hat kind of an odd uh, juxtaposition with the civil rights movement in 1961 yeah but the principle's the same just because it's going to make people angry and they'll want to hurt you but their justification is terrible. That doesn't mean you back off, not unless you're a coward. I own. No, I don't walk around in a MAGA hat. <laughs> well, I'm not going to walk around in a MAGA hat out of cowardice. Um, I, I own a MAGA hat. I got at a Trump rally. Yeah, and so do my Trump. kids. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Trump. I wouldn't wear it out and about. Yeah, I would wear it where my brother lives, where everybody voted for Trump. But I wouldn't wear it around where I live. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't walk around in a MAGA hat or a Democrat hat or any other hat because I like to think I'm better than you. Um, I don't get pulled down to the mire. I'm, I'm, thir- I'm at thirty thousand feet, Jack. Really, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> good for you. Well, I was briefly last night, anyway, and they made me move, so I didn't tip the plane over. <laughs> anyway, and that was when I knew I had a problem. <laughs> they told me I, in particular, had to move from my seat to keep plane from falling out of the sky. You, Jumbo, <laughs> back there. <laughs> Not really. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, You got to get in the middle of the plane. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.